Welcome to Soaring the Sky, Glider Pilots Podcast. Hi, I'm Chuck. I'll be your host. This is Episode 7. And in this episode, we head to the Soaring Academy in Southern California and meet Joe Capra. How are you doing today, Joe? I'm doing great. How are you, Chuck? I'm great. I really appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for having me. I've really been looking forward to somebody having a podcast about soaring. It's one of the things that, as a new glider pilot, I was always out there looking for anything I can digest as far as soaring, any information, podcasts, and there was not really any podcasts out there. So this is great that that you're doing this, and I I thank you for, for doing it. Well, thank you, and thank you for being a part of it and helping me out with it. And the guests have been great, so I'm looking forward to talking to you today. Where did your aviation story really get started? I've always, you know, sort of been into planes and flying and anything that goes in the air. And I started flying, you know, like a lot of people, RC gliders and planes and helicopters, all that stuff. I did that for a while and it just kind of became a money pit. And uh, <laughs> right. so I kind of gave that up. Yeah, <laughs> gave that up. But, um, you know, I, I loved flying gliders, RC gliders. I thought it was really cool how you can just keep the thing in the air for hours on a ridge. Um, and it was just a really relaxing thing to do. You know, fast forward a couple years and I started uh, working at Sony Music and I had a co-worker that was a pilot and he offered to take us up. And so I went up with him and, and I just thought it was awesome. I was like, this is the coolest thing. I'm like, you know, I need to do this. So, you know, I kind of checked my funds and made sure I had, you know, at least enough to get started and just went ahead and, and did it. So I got my power license and I think that was back in around 2005 or six. Did you do that in California then? Yeah. So I did. Uh, my power license at uh, Santa Monica Airport with Justice Aviation, which no longer exists because I'm sure a lot of people in California know that they are trying to close down Santa Monica Airport and they were kind of forcing people out. Um, right. Just ridiculous rent and, and this and that. So they they no longer exist. But I did, did it in Santa Monica, which was interesting. It's a great place to learn to fly because you have Los Angeles, Class Bravo, you know, right there. <laughs> and it's oh, very wow. busy. You know the scenery is awesome. You're you're flying along the coast and Malibu, and but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of air traffic and a lot of stuff going on. So it's a great place to learn. You know you really get to know the ins and outs of airspace and communication. And I got my license and flew maybe I don't know 150 hours after my license. That was fun. Took people around. Flew to Catalina Island, which is right off the coast. Oh wow. Uh, a few times, which was which is awesome. And then my photography stuff started ramping up um i just sort of sort of started doing time-lapse photography you know i i felt like i had it down i had you know the technique down i knew what to do and i said you know i need to go somewhere and and just focus on this and just shoot some time lapse so i decided to go to iceland and i went for 17 days and traveled the whole island by myself just just shooting time lapse of the the whole island edited a little video put it online uh it's called midnight sun iceland and that was back in 2011. And, and where can we find that? Uh, that's on Vimeo. I think I okay. do have it on YouTube as well, but Vimeo's the, it's up on Vimeo. If you just, you can just actually Google my name and type Iceland and it'll, it should come up uh, and link you to Vimeo. I'm definitely going to be checking that out as well as a lot of other people, I'm sure. Yeah, it was a, that was a great, that was a great experience. Once that went up on Vimeo, it immediately just kind of blew up and became a viral very well hit. And I don't know what the, the count is now, but it's got a, a couple million views on it. Oh, um, wow. 
once that thing kind of hit, then I had people contacting me left and right and go here and go here. And so, you know, I got really busy with that and traveling and shooting. And so I didn't have much time to fly and all that. So I kind of was out of the aviation world for, you know, uh, actually from 20, about 2011 until last year when I started flying gliders. And how that happened was I was at work and I was just, you know, bored how, you know, people get bored of work. And first thing they do is go on the internet and most likely YouTube and, you know, watch little videos. And somehow on there, it, it recommended that, you know, I watch this video of uh, a glider rope break. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Let me, let me watch that. So I watched that and I was like, wow, that's, you know, that's interesting. And I, you know, like I said, I had flown RC gliders before. So, you know, I was kind of into, you know, soaring and I was curious, you know, okay, what is it like to fly a real glider? So I watched a couple more and, and was like, wow, this is pretty cool. And came across Bruno Vassal's, you know, channel, which I'm sure everybody has and watched all of his videos, you know, start to finish the five hour ones, six hour ones. And so, you know, I was kind of into watching these, these YouTube videos of gliders. And then uh, I came home one day and I told my girlfriend that, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm addicted to watching these, <laughs> these glider videos. And so that was kind of the end of that. My birthday, I guess, was coming up, I don't know, a few months after I told her, I, I assume. I had no idea she was going to do it, but she got me a glider ride. And, oh, nice. Uh, so I showed up, you know, at the Southern California Soaring Academy is where, where I fly from, which is about an hour outside Los Angeles in the Mojave Desert, very close to the Sierras. There's amazing, you know, wave flight potential over there. Uh, so I went up, you know, being a power guy, you know, previously, it was definitely... <laughs> I find I found it definitely tricky to control a glider. I was adverse yawing all over the place, left and right. You know, they let me fly, obviously, but the nose was going left and right. I was going up and down. And I was, what, you know, what, what's going on here? <laughs> Why can't I fly this thing? So we went up and we didn't have much of a flight because there wasn't much lift. But I, I was kind of immediately hooked. I was like, this, I have to do this. I have to tame this this glider some way and i don't know if that's just my my personality but once once there's something like that where it's like you know i went up and i couldn't do it or i couldn't figure it out is like i'll go back and i'll i won't be satisfied unless i do it so i said okay maybe maybe i'll take some lessons in this and i have to go back up at least to try to be able to fly it straight and smooth and so i took an intro lesson and that went pretty well and and then i just went all in and said okay i'm i'm gonna do this went ahead and went through all the training and I think it took six months, something like that. And yeah, got my license last year. I don't know the exact month, but I think midway through the year last year. So I haven't been flying too long, so I'm still fairly, fairly new. Well, congratulations um, on that. Thank you. <laughs> it's been awesome. I have no desire to fly power really ever again. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've flew a little bit of power when I was younger and I don't have a rating in powers. I just had some training in that. You know, people ask me all the time, do you miss flying power? And I still do once in a while, you know, with some friends. I said, you know, I really don't. I love soaring so much. It's just, I can't imagine flying any other ways. Yeah. I mean, it's like I say, flying power is you, you, you know, you have a mission, right? You're, you're going to go from here, point A to point B and you're, you know, taking somebody or going for a meeting and it's kind of, it's probably a bad term, but people say it's like being, you know, well, at least in the commercial world, it's it's like being a bus driver, but in the sky kind of thing. Yeah. So right. you're just kind of doing the motions where, where a glider is totally 
you know, it's totally different. You and again, I don't know if this is a bad thing to call it, but it's it's a it's a game kind of, you know what I mean? You have to go up and, you know, you find the lift here and you try to stay in it. And then where do you go next? You know, do I go to this ridge? And there's there's so much thought going on and, you know, reading the sky and reading the terrain. And there's so much that more that goes into it. And obviously, you know, you don't have an engine, so you kind of either got to get it right or you're straight back on the ground and got to take another toe and you know go back up and try it again but i like that challenge rather than set it on autopilot and fly for two hours and you're you're there (laughs) yeah it's definitely more exciting and more of a a challenge and just more fun because once you do find lift and you know you release at 2000 agl and go up to 14,000, that's uh you know that's a sense good sense of accomplishment there that you know you you found lift and you stayed in it and you got up that high and you know it's awesome I, i can't think of uh anything more fun to do it is very rewarding and we were talking earlier before we started doing the show and i was telling you that i'm in the middle of a snowstorm right now but you are still at the glider port from what i understand and you actually just got done flying yep uh we are like i said outside of about an hour outside los angeles in the mojave desert uh, right at the base of the san gabriel mountains so it's 60 degrees here and it's a little windy it's 20 knots uh, but it was straight down the runway but yeah i just got done uh with a little flight it was only about a half hour or so all i found was sink <laughs> i found <laughs> well, one we... little one little strip of i don't know if it was wave or i don't know what it was but it was just this this stretch of zero sink that i hung out in for a little bit and then i think i lost that just kind of headed back yeah i mean we have soaring uh year round here uh in winter is really good wave conditions summer is super strong desert thermals you have the mountains that we soar in you know you can get a little ridge off that and there's just a lot of lot of varied terrain here and a lot of a lot of lift usually and the weather is usually great i mean summer it gets it gets pretty hot i think when i did my check ride it was about 107 or something that just means you have to find more lift to cool down to get up higher right (laughs) yep exactly it's more motivation to get higher and uh, (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) What are you flying right now? So I trained in an ASK-21, and that's still what I'm flying now. I haven't transitioned to single-seaters yet. I still want to get a little little more experience. I don't know, something about it just makes me a little bit nervous, but... um... (laughs) I think I think I'm ready, but I still want to just get a little bit more time under the belt and uh, and then transition over. They have a a Grobe 102 that's available to rent, so I think that would be what I would go into uh, after the ASK 21. Yeah, the ASK 21 is a really nice glider. I had the chance to actually, I think that was my second glider ride was in an ASK 21 because I was checking out local clubs to see where I thought I would best fit and yeah that was like the second glider ride they they are really nice glider i did enjoy that yeah it's it's the only one i've actually ever been in so i don't (laughs) i have nothing to compare it to actually sorry i was in a i went up for a flight in the dg 505 which is that's a really nice really really nice glider but that's the only other thing i've been in uh they have a 232 here as well which would be pretty fun to go in so maybe one of these days i'll take a take a flight in that what is your most memorable flight? I know you haven't been soaring for a real long time, but even at that, what's your most what's your most memorable flight you've had so far? I've had a few pretty memorable ones, just as far as I was able to stay up a long time and get pretty high. There was one that still, <laughs> I don't know if you want to call it a flight, but sticks out in my mind, which was it was maybe my third solo. 
I told the tow pilot, you know, I want to go 3,000 feet over the bridge, which is kind of a landmark uh, we use. It's kind of our IP um, for the runway, one of the runways. And so she must have misunderstood. I don't know what she thought, but we took off and she really wasn't climbing at all. And she continued to not climb. And I was kind of like, you know, what's what's going on here? What's what's this? And uh, I noticed, you know, I started getting some slack still being that that new at it. I, I tried to get it out, but it kind of came out with a bang, but the rope didn't break. So that happened a couple times. And then a third time on that toe, we had just left the runway and turned, started turning right. So after those, those two slacks that I got and managed to get out, another one developed. The rope was really far below the glider. Like I, I, I couldn't even see really the rope. I was, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, did, did she release me? Am I, did I somehow become released or, and then I noticed the rope way down there. I was like, there is no way in hell I'm going to get that, that slack out. And I was at about 300 feet AGL. So I just pulled the rope and did a 180. And luckily we were, were close enough to make it back. It made it back. No problem. But that as a, as a, on a third solo, it was a, definitely stuck out in my mind <laughs> yeah th- that would stick with you but i remember the first break i had it was a really kind of a wild experience because you're so low to the ground and and when they surprise you with the rope break it's like i think i hesitated for like a couple seconds and my instructor's like nose down and then it clicked and i was like oh get the nose down and it's it's crazy you know you put the nose down then i did a 180 and then got back to the runway like I felt like I was five feet above it when I came yeah. in. But all those yeah. experiences when you're new, you know, stuff you got to do, but it's, it's, it can be scary sometimes. Yeah. So that one was, that was definitely one that, that sticks out. And then everything else luckily has, has gone well. I mean, I think it was my first solo. I was only supposed to kind of go up and do a pattern and I went out to uh rip and that's where i released and i hit a thermal and next thing you know i was at nine thousand feet and they're kind of wondering like you know what the what's he doing <laughs> he's gonna come in <laughs> so i hung around there and got up pretty high and then i said okay you know time to come in so that that was that was cool and then uh i guess another memorable one was my my second solo i took off and i don't really remember the wind that day but it must have been a little bit of a crosswind as I was taking off, my left wing dropped and scraped the ground for a bit. And that was that was a little interesting. So I went up and did my pattern and came back down. And then when, when I landed, everything went fine, but I kind of drifted far to the left. Left wing dropped again, hit the ground, but I, I recovered it. And that kind of threw me off. That kind of didn't scare me, but that was uh, was kind of like, okay, pay attention more to the winds and, and what's going on. Because I know those those could be bad when you got to, you know, when you drop a wing into the ground. We have wingtip wheels on the the ASK, so it I'm sure that helped out. But it it yeah. wasn't terrible, but it was definitely a little scary experience. Yeah, definitely um, a, a learning experience. Yep. <laughs> Which, and I still find it a little a little bit nerve wracking landing, but I got it down and I I'm okay. But yeah, it's uh I still find it challenging here and there, but I'm feeling more and more confident. Done some really good flights got did did a three-hour flight one day and oh wow hung That's around the mountains cool. yeah a couple two-hour flights i got some good air time so far <laughs> now you would talk to me a little bit about your photography you have done some aviation photography now is that in gliders or powered or both how's that going this is one thing being a photographer is i like taking photos as much as i like doing anything else so we used to do a lot of snowboarding up in mammoth lakes which is 
about five hours from LA and we'd go with friends and, you know, big groups. And I would always have my camera with me and, you know, be shooting pictures of everybody. And, you know, they're kind of like, well, don't you want to, don't you want to snowboard and, you know, have, have fun snowboarding? Like, why are you worrying about your camera and shooting us? And I said, I, I like doing this as much as I like snowboarding. So it, it works out. I can snowboard and I can, you know, take pictures of you guys and you guys get good pictures and I have a good time doing both that kind of carried over with the gliders and stuff is I like just being around the gliders and, and with my photography stuff, next thing, you know, best thing to do if I can't fly is take pictures of them. <laughs> so I love taking pictures of gliders and it's, I find it a huge challenge to actually do because I'm listening to their, I'll listen to their radio. I'll have it in my car, you know, to see when people are taking off, to people are landing, where people are going. And we have roads that go up, into the mountains here and just around and I've kind of scouted them all out looking for you know good angles to get people landing or taking off you know doing something so most most of the stuff I've done is is from the ground or up in the mountains uh, just shooting gliders kind of at eye level but it's a challenge because I don't know it helps being a pilot a glider pilot knowing where people might go but when I'm trying to shoot gliders uh, you know up in the snowy mountains or trying to get really cool shots I'm driving around these mountains trying to guess where they're going to go and I'll get out and get ready to take a photo and then they'll they'll go behind a mountain and then end up somewhere else and then I'll get back in the car and try to chase them down and go to where I think they're going and <laughs> it's pretty crazy it's actually a lot of work to to shoot gliders from the ground but that's not something like I think about you know it makes sense you're trying to find the best angle to take pictures of them. But I've seen some of your work and it is actually some of those pictures are very beautiful, but you you do a great job with Thank that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's fun. I love I love doing it and uh, I hope to, to keep doing it and posting uh, posting my shots. Now you videos. are on social media. Where could they find your pictures? Yes. So my all my glider stuff, you know, I have a regular Instagram account and Facebook for my normal landscape photography and time lapse if you guys want to see that that's the best thing to do is if you just google my name joe capra it'll bring you to my website which is scientifantastic.com <laughs> which is a mouthful so it's hard to, to try to give people that url so if you just type in my name it'll it'll come up uh, but that's all my landscape photography time lapse all that stuff all my glider stuff, I decided just to set up a separate account, and that's only on Instagram. And the Instagram handle is the Gliding Goat, and that came from my name. And I'm Italian, and my name Capra means goat in Italian. Oh, so very interesting. I just <laughs> I just came up with the Gliding Goat. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you. I like the name, but I was like, I wonder how he came up with that. So that's yeah, that's <laughs> cool, cool history on that. Yeah. So all my uh, my glider pictures are up there, and. You know, everything was shot from the ground. Some I did. I have some videos of being in the air and, and flying around. Your short video you did not too long ago of the time lapse when you're in the glider. That that is a very cool video. I really oh like that. yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's um, you know, I kind of combined my my love of time lapse with flying, and I, I've filmed a couple of flights, glider flights, and in general they're pretty boring unless you're you know cruising fast along a ridge or you know doing something crazy most of the time it's just pretty boring luckily we have good scenery but i found the need to speed it up i was like this this would be so much better if i just you know speed it up so yeah a lot of it is just kind of sped up video so you get you get a sense of you know where i'm going with what's going on but i uh i recently bought a 
360 camera, which is really cool. And I think an awesome thing when you're flying is it. So it's a 360 camera. There's a lens on the front, a lens on the back, and it shoots video on 360 degrees. So you get everything above you, everything below you, everything around you. And the cool thing about it is you can, so you, you don't have to point the camera at any specific subject or anything. You just kind of put it in the cockpit. I have mine mounted on a kind of like a metal rod that, and it, and it sits maybe six inches in front of my face. It's kind of annoying, but not really. It's, I'm always kind of looking past it, but it's, it's right in the center of the cockpit. And so you, you, you know, you go film your flight. And then the coolest part is you can in the computer or on your phone in an app that they provide, you can, basically reframe the video and point it wherever you want at any time during the video since it recorded you know 360 degrees and that's super cool that was the last video i posted on my my instagram was shot with that um, and you can sort of see there's a, a point where i you know i stop it from being you know really fast time lapse motion to to real time and then i, I pan around the the cockpit and you know you see me and you see the left side and the front side so it's really cool and it's it's a really cool tool I found to debrief, you know, flights, kind of see, you know, where I was, what I was doing, you know, I can look at the, the instruments or I can look down and look at the stick and watch, you know, my feet on the rudders or, you know, if there's gliders, if I'm circling with another glider, I can in the computer or on the app just kind of point point the camera over to that other glider and, you know, see what they were doing and it's crazy. It's it, it's been really fun playing with that. I don't take it up all the time, but when I when I think I'm gonna stay up a good time, good while, I'll I'll put the camera in there and get some footage. I always like putting the GoPro on the glider because, like you said, you can go back and look at the flight and kind of, wow, I could have done this better, or mm-hmm. my I could have done this on my landing, or it's like a teaching tool because I believe it does. You know, it definitely does teach you. Oh yeah, when I started recording flights, I I, I found it extremely helpful and i've done a few flights with some instructors here uh, one of them dale masters your listeners might know uh he's been flying for i think about 40 years and and uh, he wrote a book called soaring beyond the basics uh, and that's one of my that was one of my favorite books to read learning to fly not just because it's dale and he flies from where i fly but he kind of s- sells it as a it's, it's kind of an in-between there's a lot of as he says in the book, there's a lot of very advanced soaring books, and then there's a lot of beginner soaring books, and his book is kind of aiming at people right in the middle. I was kind of at that point, you know, I just thought that his book was amazing, but I've gone up on a few flights with him uh, and recorded those, and he's unbelievable at reading the sky, reading the terrain, and he's he's throwing out all this information throughout the entire flight. And as you're flying, you know, you're, you're trying to pay attention, you're trying to fly, you're looking at instruments and this and that. And so those flights that I did with him where I recorded, I, I think were the most valuable training aid that I've, I've had during my training because, you know, he's, he's throwing out this information and you don't get it while you're flying, like I said. And, and to go back and to be able to replay that over and over again and look at, you know, what, what was your altitude? What was the vario doing when he said, don't turn this way, turn that way? Or I think filming flights is is a great tool when you're learning. There's just so much you can you can get from it. And I also use uh, this app called Cloud Ahoy. And then I have a Garmin little GPS recorder. And I use that to, you know, record the flight. And what's cool about this Cloud Ahoy app is that you can 
upload well you upload your video to youtube and then you can sync it with you know the trace and the data from that the you know the gps recorded and so you can be looking at all your data on the cloud ahoy app while you're kind of watching the video so you get all of the information you get the visuals of what you were seeing you know through the video and then you you know you can obviously you know get the the trace information your your airspeed altitude and all that so yeah recording flights is is uh very very helpful and gopros are great cameras <laughs> yeah they are perfect they're, they're to awesome that. what's the elevation of the mountains near you so i fly at southern california soaring academy and the elevation of the field is 34 20 so 3420 feet oh cool um so it's it's you know it's not high but it's it's fairly high San, i think santa monica airport when i was flying out of there was only about 100 feet i think it was 172 something like that so the field's at 3420 and then the mountains the closest ones to us go to about eight to nine thousand and then if you go a little bit further back um i think they go up to about 10 do you have to use onboard oxygen then or you getting that kind of altitude i haven't personally i've gone up about fourteen thousand, and you know obviously for less than 30 minutes but uh right yeah right. it's very very easy to get higher than that here almost any day during the summer <laughs> so um yeah you can get oxygen um i think they rent oxygen masks and tanks and all that stuff but i personally haven't you know brought it up or or done that but yeah it's it's very easy to get high enough to need oxygen your thermals must be really strong i mean i've not flown out west yet in a glider i someday definitely am going to do that but the thermals i mean they have to be very powerful out there yeah <laughs> I mean, there's um there's a couple of videos on my instagram feed where i was in a 10 knot thermal just oh wow circling up <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and that's it's kind of a regular thing here during the summer um it's it's just strong thermals all summer long 10 knots is not uncommon at all <laughs> wow yeah so we're pretty we're pretty spoiled spoiled here yeah i would love to get in a 10 knot thermal I, 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 i've never seen one but i'm usually you know three or four but <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hey, but that's, it's it's uh, at least it's something. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, we we have some decent soaring, but yeah, the the West is a another whole beast in the soaring world, from what I'm told. So that's yeah. is is great that I get to talk to you today because I don't know a lot about the soaring in the West. But that is uh, on my bucket list now. Southern California, I'm gonna go do some soaring. You are definitely welcome, and uh, it, you'll have a blast. It's a it, it's a really great great place to fly and there's another field i don't know maybe 40 miles away in tehachapi which is uh also a big big soaring place and a lot of the guys from there just fly up the sierra nevada mountains and they go all the way to tahoe lake tahoe which is i don't know i want to say 300 miles so they'll just go back and forth and back and forth and <laughs> so there's a lot of uh yeah there's a lot of cross country that happens here i mean it's a perfect perfect location for it and you know, the place that I fly, the Southern California Soaring Academy, it's been here since I think the early 50s. There's a lot of a lot of soaring that's happened here and a, and a lot of history that's gone on here. It's kind of the best best place in Southern California to fly. What a great place to learn how to soar. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, and also you can see it from the air. I don't know how many miles away it is, maybe 
20, 30 miles is Edwards Air Force Base. That's where the space shuttle, you know, used to land on the dry lake bed there. So it's it's really cool to just be around this area. Oh, there's also Mojave Airport, Air and Space Port, which they do a lot of um, the Spaceship One and all that stuff. They fly that out of there. And there's a lot of aviation that happens just right in this little area. So it's it's a great place to be. Joe, I definitely appreciate you joining us today. A lot of really good information and some cool stories and a place, like I said, I am definitely going to check out. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners, it's going to make them salivate a little bit and want to go to California and do some soaring, I'm sure. Yep. All it is is a quick plane ride. You could be here next weekend (laughs) in 65. I don't know what it will be next weekend, but you know. Not snowy weather, let's just put it that way. Although there is yeah, snow on the mountains, which is which is cool. It's really cool to to fly in that. You go from the desert to nice snowy mountains and I saw that in your video. You were taken off and it looked like it was brown, drier area. And then I saw the white caps in the mountains. I'm like, Whoa <laughs> Yeah. Yep. And you can uh yeah, and there's also a ski resort um that we actually can can fly over. It's right up in the mountains here. So I mean technically you can go and ski for half the day and then come back down and go flying <laughs> fly yeah. right over where you were just skiing and then later on in the day end up at the beach <laughs> yeah if you really wanted to <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah we have a lot here it's i'm very lucky and, and and spoiled here so yeah well thanks for hanging out here on soaring the sky it just confirms my earlier desires and that is that i definitely have to get out there and do some flying because wow sounds like some great experiences are are waiting for me <laughs> definitely. And I, I definitely want to try some other places too. travel somewhere and sort of different, different location, see what that's like. The community is so welcoming. I mean, that's what's nice. We can go just about anywhere in the world and do some soaring and just see the world in, a, you know, another view that a lot of people don't get to see. Yep, definitely. And a lot of people, you know, don't even know about soaring, which we've talked about on past episodes. They don't have any idea about soaring. So hopefully this will kind of open a new world up to people and they can see what we've been enjoying this whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of crazy how people people definitely have a misunderstanding of, of soaring and gliders. They kind of, you know, talking to a couple of people that, that know nothing about it. You know, I've told them about it and they're like, oh, that's, you know, that's cool. So you just kind of go up and you glide down and they're like, you know, they'll say, can you gain altitude? Like, can you, can you gain altitude after, or you just, you know, you, do you glide down or, oh, you probably can't go very far in that, huh? Or, you know, they'll have all these questions. Yeah. It's like, uh, no, people fly from where I fly 300 miles all the way to Lake Tahoe, or I myself have stayed up three hours and, you know, went from released at a, maybe 200 or 2000 feet AGL. And next thing you know, I'm at, at 14,000. So yeah, people just kind of have no, have no clue. And some of them, some of them are, you know, oh, I would, I would never do that. I don't want to go on a plane that has no engine. <laughs> they're, they're freaked out yeah, by it. And right. they just, that was also one thing that, uh, when I took my first glider ride that I, I was pretty surprised by. And I knew, I knew gliders had good glide ratios. I mean, that's what they're supposed to do, but I didn't really realize how, how long you can stay up and how far, you know, it just doesn't seem like you're sinking when you're flying. You know what I mean? Even if you are sinking and don't find any lift, I was amazed by just kind of how long we stayed up, <laughs> but yeah. you know, that just goes to aerodynamics and, uh, but yeah, I don't think people understand that. I think they just, Oh, you get towed up a certain amount and it's just a sleigh ride down. And next thing you know, you, you land, but they don't, they don't really realize that you can go huge distances and, huge altitudes and kind of stay up indefinitely yeah i've had people actually 
asked me, so do you have any control of the glider? I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah, of course. How would I get back down? Like, oh, I didn't really think about it. I thought maybe they just took you up, they released you, and you just it, it kind of made its way back. I'm like, no, no, we have full control, <laughs> just like a regular airplane. But, you know, they don't know. They So yeah. many people don't have any idea how it works. It's it's uh it's kind of crazy, and I wish I wish you know the sport would get out there more, and people you know would be exposed to it a little bit more, and and just kind of learn what it's all about. Because yeah, it's a it's a great community. I mean, we have a great community here where I fly, and there's pilots from all over, and everyone's like you said, everyone's very welcoming and friendly, and you know everybody has you know it's great to sit and talk with these people because they have amazing stories. Like I wasn't here, but yet I guess it was yesterday. Uh, Jim Payne was here, who was the guy who actually flew, you know, the Perlin glider. Um, oh, really? Wow. Yeah, he was actually, he was actually here, and he went up for a little wave flight. It would have been cool to sit down and just talk with him. I mean, he was he was here in the Soaring Academy, which is where I fly. If you want to look it up, they have a little. They were talking to him for a little bit on camera, so they get, they got a little little video. You can see that their Instagram is Soaring Academy. So you can check that out. And yeah, it's crazy the people that show up here. I mean, like I said, this place has a lot of history. So there's a lot of uh, people that show up here and, and have crazy stories of this place. And it's really cool to hear all that. Just want to thank you again for being the one to come forward and, and do a soaring podcast. And uh, I look forward to you know hearing all the other guests that you're going to have on and, and the content. It's great. And it's it's about time we have you know podcast for glider pilots and soaring so well thank you i'm really looking forward to it and thank you so much for uh for doing it you guys have been great you know all the guests have been great and everybody's you know asking me what they can do to help out the podcast so i think it's going to be a much easier journey than i thought it is something that that i feel is very important and it's so awesome when the soaring community just confirms yeah, we're here to help. You know, I know they've always been here to help, but even when I've ventured out to do this podcast, they're still there to help. And that's just so awesome. Yeah, it's such a it's such a great community. And, and I don't think they'll have any problem finding finding guests or people who want to want to talk about soaring. So uh, looking forward to the future. Thanks again, Joe. It was great to have you on the podcast. And if you want to drop us a line, tell us about your soaring stories or your listener and you would just like to share where you're listening from and what you're up to, feel free to do that at www.soaringthesky.com. We are now also on Instagram at Soaring the Sky Podcast. You can find out our upcoming guests that we're going to have and some stuff coming up. Thanks again for joining us right here. We hope to see you next time on Soaring the Sky.